The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and the Oakland Raiders defeat the chargeless, nutless, boltless chargers at O.co on a Sunday night. Supposed to be a yawn fest. I don't think so. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 388. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have Was Matt Flynn a sin? Yes, you know, the Ten Commandments of General Managing, and one of them is Thou shalt not pick a turd. That's kind of what it is. We're going to hit on that. Al Davis remembered. Got to talk about Al Davis on this day, his day of passing. Um, just some reflections personally for me, and I'm sure you have your own. A post game for the chargeless, nutless, boatless, dead batteries. The Chargers come to Oakland expecting a W, six and a half point favors. I don't think so. Love that game. Got a hit on that for sure. And the pregame for the Kansas City Queefs. Yes, sirree, we're traveling to the Midwest. Those pesky Chief fans. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know if that's really politically correct. <laughs> I can't be sensitive. Anyway, that and the bone line here today. It's a show. We got to win. And I am so happy. Was Matt Flynn a sin? Well, in the Ten Commandments of General Managing, I would have to say that Reggie McKenzie violated the one that saith, Thou shalt not pick a turd when trading for a particular player. It's a big it's a big sin. And well, let's really let's think about this for just a minute. Now you guys know that I have worked over both Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen, and I think I'm not alone, and I don't I hope I'm not alone, but yeah, they both deserve a little bit of heat for what we've had to go through so far. But let's look at the Matt Flynn deal, uh, really, in comparison to what we've done in the not-too-distant past. And I hate to bring it up, but check it out. As per a very good and knowledgeable blogger, friend o mine at the Raider Tag, Sean, Pointing out to me and all of us, really, remember how much we paid for DHB and left him on the position he was in, even when he failed to produce. Remember the Javon Champagne Walker debacle and how terrible that turned out. How about Carson Palmer? Two first-round picks or a first and a second. Ridiculous money. And then 
the biggest turkey of them all, Jamarcus Russell, at $25 million. Now, you have to admit this, man. Reggie McKenzie admitted to his mistake, really, by saying, okay, well, Flynn, we tried you. We checked you out. We thought you were better than you were. You weren't. Goodbye. We're going to make room for someone else because we need the depth uh, coming up from the practice squad. That was a wise move. And, yes, it was a mistake. So, okay, it was a mistake. We understand that. But really, in the long list of Raider mistakes, uh, kind of pales in comparison. Now, I'm not taking this guy off the hook. I'm certainly not taking Dennis Allen off the hook. But I will say that um, admitting a mistake and not keeping it around forever, like happened uh, many, many times um, with Al, the Buchanans, of uh, the Gibsons that never were any good that just stayed on the team crazy. So I got to say this, uh, and reflecting on Al Davis's passing, which I'm going to get into right now, uh, this this is a, a bump in the road that I'm willing to sacrifice, as we all should be, uh, to, to get where we are and look at what we have, a quarterback, today. And that's all I really have to say about that. Even as a young guy, I dreamed that someday uh, I had a dream that I would build the finest organization in professional sports. And uh, the opportunity came to me in the early 60s to take the Raiders and make that into the finest organization that professional sports has ever had. I dreamed that uh, but we would have the finest players, finest coaches, greatest coaches. We'd play in the greatest games and have the greatest plays. I wanted our colors, silver and black, that anywhere in the world that you could say silver and black, and they know who you were talking about. They were talking about the Raiders, that there was no other team. You'd have to say Dodger blue, Celtic green, Yankee pinstripe, only silver and black. And... And I, I believe in that strongly, tradition, history. I know we're losing a lot of it in our culture, but if I can help it, if I can put my mark, my legacy, uh, the Raiders will always believe in tradition, history. Born on the 4th of July, 1929, Al Davis, the principal owner, <laughs> the guy who really helped develop the entire concept of the NFL, the only scout, assistant coach, head coach, general manager, and commissioner, followed by owner in the history of the NFL. We all know uh, Al's accolades. We all know and are familiar with a lot of his uh, quirkiness. Really, as a fan base, we've all seen the draft. We all used to hear the debacles and, and the rants and, you know, the way Mr. Davis was. Just win, baby. Uh, he was a, a an owner with style and some pizzazz. He wasn't afraid to, to shake it up and challenge the status quo. Mr. Davis, renegade, his team reflected the person. And, uh, well, you should just be proud of this team for that reason. Uh, this fan base is special comes from a special place, and this is the guy who started it all. And 
uh, uh, unique uh, renegade at that. You know, first black coach, first Hispanic coach, first uh, female executive. Al Davis saw talent. He didn't see color. And, uh, yeah, he was an asshole, really. A lot of people would tell you that. Very, very demanding guy. But, hey, man, Mr. Davis has run this team for many, many years. So here we are in uncharted waters, and it's kind of weird. You know, on the anniversary of his passing, thinking back about how those decisions that have been made lately would have been made under Mr. Davis. Amazing to think that he's been gone since 11. Greg Papa, just very difficult news. Where were you when you found out that Al Davis had passed away? How are you taking it as well as the team right now? Uh, I found out very early this morning, Henry, when uh, John Herrera, the Raiders, uh, called me. Uh, I don't even know what time it was. I think it was before clock in Houston. And he said, uh, I need to come up to your room and speak to you. And I, 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 I knew right away what it was. Uh, and I've been carrying this with Ray for the last several months. Uh, Al's not been in good health for for a long time, but the last the last few months have been really difficult. And uh, it's hard to to uh, come to grips with it. You know, when you you know something's coming, but then when it actually arrives. Uh, the emotion is overwhelming. We've all experienced it. But uh, I'm, I'm doing this with you now because I think uh, it, I spoke a lot about death with Hal Davis. He, uh, whenever anybody died, we'd talk. He'd call me, you know, somebody close to me, people with the Raiders, and he was always so strong. Uh, uh, he was very prideful of all the uh, eulogies that people asked him to give, even to... Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, the great boxer in his office, he has a picture of that. So he was always at his strongest in, in moments like this. So I'm trying to be Al Davis strong today, but it's tough. Well, thank you, Mr. Davis, for giving us the Oakland Raiders and, and who they are. And that is all I have to say about that. Contrary to the belief of all the knuckleheads on the major sports networks, the game between the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers was epic, to say the least. So let's talk about it, shall we? Let me just tell you right now, this Sunday night at 8.30 was a special evening uh, really, for the entire area, because the A's the night before just won uh, and and beat Detroit. It was a magical place then. It was rocking the night before, and it was kind of like the Raider fan was going to show up and make a statement, and boy, did it ever happen. It was a magical evening, I got to tell you, man. The players could feel it. I could feel it. The fans were a buzz. There was a bunch of energy in the stadium, and the team could feel it. And I'm telling you right now, I could feel it. 
This late night contest was billed as somewhat less than qualified as being a quality NFL game. I think that's some bullshit. And I think the NFL needs to take a quick look at the people who represent them because they look like buffoons. The game was incredible. First half, I thought I was dreaming. The Oakland Raiders looked like they were possessed (laughs) by some strange demons. It was crazy. From that first play, 44-yard strike to Streeter for the touchdown, that was just lighting the powder, baby. Because there was a huge explosion, and it was the Raiders all over the Chargers. It was amazing to see our offensive line, whoever they are, (laughs) doing such a great job. Now, there were some penalties, of course, uh, but really I was blown away at the protection and the actual lanes that were open for running for Jennings and Reese. Incredible. Five turnovers. 17-0 the first half. Crazy. DJ Hayden was getting used all day long until he made that final interception, sealing the game. The only thing that changed my mind, he didn't look real good in this game, but, hey, man, the guy got an interception that has to account for something. Three total interceptions, Hayden Woodson and Usama Young, uh, just an incredible effort by special teams. Marquette King, come on, are you kidding? Great kicks, great game. I was mesmerized in the first half. Nobody left to take a piss. I'm telling you. Nobody got up out of their seats the first half of the game. Nobody. And the halftime, everybody flooded the bathrooms because there was some entertainment going on in the field, and it was just a crazy, crazy positive night. Amazing crowd. Amazing noise. It was loud. I mean, louder than I've heard it in many years. Crazy. The list goes on. Bryce Butler. I mean, Moore, number 17. I mean, there was a lot of contributions on this team in every aspect. It was amazing to see everybody on the same page. Janikowski, 50-yard field goal. Everybody did their job, and it was great to see it. There was not a whole lot of pressure on Rivers, enough, but the best thing was the coverage. It was pretty good. He did expose us for 411 yards, a lot, but the defense held big time. Held big time on the goal line. That was a big time Big-time defensive play. So I got to say is a great game by the Oakland Raiders, a great win at home, a nice way to settle some issues in the locker room and propel us to the next game. I think this was a good job done by the coaching staff, and I think our quarterback, Terrell Pryor, is on fire. 
He's taking care of the ball. He's doing a good job getting rid of it. And he's buying himself time. And he's making some crazy throws. Third and 14 on the sideline to Bryce Butler. Come on, man. That was amazing. It was an awesome game to see. Well worth staying up for. Everybody who saw it says so. Uh, And I'll tell you, just another slap in the face to the mainstream who really downplayed this game. Well, you know, those of us who like good football saw a hell of a contest, a great, great contest. Now, the second half, they were coming back. Second half looked like the defense kind of softened a little bit, and the offense sputtered, and I don't know why that happened. Terrell Pryor was sacked three times, and I just don't understand how that momentum change could happen so abruptly. That's a real mystery to me. I think that our offense should have continued to put our foot on their neck until they were done, and that's always been my philosophy. I just don't think that's the way Greg Olson calls a game. I think once we're ahead, they like to run the ball and run off the clock. You know what? That's just not my style of football because I've seen it happen a million times and a team comes back and kicks your ass. So I do not like that aspect of his game. If that's what it is, I don't know, but it seems to be. Other than that, great game play by this team. The fumble, the forced fumble by the linebackers, Bennett and Roach, they were all over that. Then Woodson gets kind of the, the ball headed his way, picks it up, runs it in for the touchdown, and then takes that ball over to a little boy in the sidelines and then gives the O sign for Oaktown. Unflippin' believable. That kind of a game. Magical game. Amazing play. The pundits should just shut their pie hole and start to see how the Raiders are starting to make it happen, Cap'n. I love it. I love the way this team's playing. We just need to keep this momentum going. Just the effort alone was amazing. Can't say any more about it. Love the game. Love the effort. And, you know, I love the Raider Nation for showing up and just laying it all out because I know nobody had a voice after that game. That is faux show. And that is all I have to say about that. Now joining us, as he does every single Monday on a Raiders Monday, and he's brought to you by... Crown Royal, rain on, please drink responsibly. Geico and the Ford store of San Leandro. The head coach of the Raiders, Dennis Allen. First off, Dennis, congratulations on the win last night against the Chargers. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Good to be on with you guys today. You know, when you look at the entire game last night, there was turnovers. I really like the offensive line. I prior so many things. What would you say was the most impressive thing about your team last night in the win? 
Well, I thought the most impressive thing is that it was a team win uh, and that every phase of the game contributed to winning the football game. I mean, you look at, you know, offensively, I mean, uh, to to get out, to jump out to the lead, you know, first play of the game, throw a 44-yard touchdown, then come back with a long extended drive, 88 yards for a touchdown to go up 14 to nothing. Uh, and then when we really had to have points and had to have a drive there in the second half after we kind of struggled a little bit uh, to move the ball in the second half, we, we, we move the ball down the field, we get ourselves in position to kick a field goal and give ourselves a two-score lead. So, uh, you know, I thought offensively we did some good things. Defensively with, uh, you know, taking the ball away four times on defense and a fourth down stop, scoring on defense. And then you add in the special teams and, and uh, uh, the, the the muff punt that we were able to recover and set ourselves up in, in good field position. And then uh, we blocked the field goal. So, I mean, I thought all, all three phases of the football team contributed to winning that game. I don't know if you gave out a game ball, or uh, but if you had or you would have, uh, who do you give it to? Well, I mean, we had we had several guys that that uh, uh, that I thought were worthy of of game balls and that played I thought exceptionally well in the game. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, anytime you get a guy that uh, uh, ties a ties a record in the National Football League for defensive scores, uh, they obviously deserve a game ball. And you know, I thought Terrell Pryor, Pryor played outstanding in the game. Uh, Kevin Burnett defensively, I thought played really well. I mean, I thought we had several guys that uh, that played well in the game. And again, it was a, it was a great team effort you know coach going into the game and i'm looking at the depth chart and i'm seeing wisniewski out gerard in matt mccants is going to be at right tackle i'm thinking what a patchwork offensive line they weren't perfect last night but the effort you're getting from these guys talk about the ever revolving door that is your offensive line and what tony sperano is getting them to do every single week to make them competitive yeah well hey listen it's you know, it truly is a next man up philosophy in the National Football League. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have to deal with injuries, and uh, you're going to have to have backup players that are going to have to go in the game, and they're going to have to uh, be able to perform. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I think those guys have done a great job on the offensive line. We've obviously had a lot of injuries there, and we've had to mix and match a lot of people. And uh, you know, we have to move Andre Gerard to center from from left guard, and and Matt McCants. Uh, has to go in and play right tackle, and and uh, you know I th- I think you know they all understand that they're one they're one hangnail away from being in the football game, and they got to prepare themselves that way all week. And I think it's a tribute to them and the way they prepare, and I think it's a tribute to uh, you know Tony Sperano and how he coaches that offensive line. Coach, I couldn't help but think about all the things that went wrong and hamstrung you. When you played the Chargers at Oco last season to start things off, and what a turnabout last night was. When when you look at where what happened that night, and what your team demonstrated last night, what's what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, that the process is working. Uh, you know, I believe that that uh, we're making progress as a football team and as an organization, and uh, uh, the plan, you know, I believe is working. And uh, we've got to continue to grow, and we've got to continue to work. We're not a finished product yet. There's a lot of things that we still got to get better at. But, uh, you know, I thought the way that our guys went out and competed against a good football team uh, last night, it, you know, uh, I thought uh, I thought it showed that there's there's some progress here, and, and our guys are are uh, are working hard to win. 
The head coach of the Raiders joins us here, Buker and Townie, 95.7 The Game. Every single Monday, you'll find him here on a Raiders Monday at 3.15. Coach, we had you on when we were up in Napa right before you played the Cowboys and, and uh, at, at the Coliseum. If I would have said to you then, Coach, I'm going to make a prediction. By the time you face the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 6, you will release Matt Flynn from your football team. What do you think you would have said to me in Napa? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought that that would be the case. Uh, you know, obviously nobody ever has a crystal ball. You don't know how things are going to turn out. Uh, you know, things, unfortunately for us, unfortunately for Matt, they didn't work out. Uh, Terrell Pryor has, has, has really grown as a quarterback, and he's really kind of taken over that job as a number one quarterback. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, I mean, listen, we decided to move on from Matt Flynn, and it was a tough decision to make. And uh, but uh, But we felt like that was the best thing for our football team. And- and why exactly did you decide to do that now? What was the thinking behind it? Well, I just I think we just felt like it was time to time to move on, and and uh, we felt like that uh, Terrell had kind of taken over uh, as the number one quarterback, and we felt really good about that, and we feel good about um, you know the guys that we have behind him, and Matt McGloin is a young guy that we think's got a chance to develop, and uh, we've got Tyler Wilson on the practice squad, so we just felt like it was it was it was time to go ahead and move on. Is it safe to say what we saw last night, mechanics, throwing the football, was the best outing we have seen from Terrell Pryor as a professional? Yeah, I think so. I think he I think he did a great job of throwing the football. I mean, uh he had a one thirty seven passer rating. He 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 completed his first ten passes of the game, uh threw the deep ball exceptionally well uh in the ball game the other night and he continues to, to, to progress as a as a quarterback. I mean obviously I mean, we all know what a great athlete he is and how he can create things outside the pocket, but uh I've been impressed with some of the things that he's been able to do and his improvement uh, you know, w- with his footwork, with his accuracy with his timing, decision-making, all those things uh, from within the pocket. Uh, Coach, I had a a strange experience with Rashad Jennings uh, in the locker room. After leaving your press conference, I saw him by his locker, and I went over and I said, so how's the hamstring? And he said, "Uh, I'm fine. What what hamstring? And I didn't know whether he was... I didn't know whether he was giving me the okey-doke. I didn't know whether he was doing the, hey, I'm going to be fine and it's not an issue, or... Could you help me understand maybe what 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 the status of Rashad Jennings is right now in his hamstring? Yeah, well, listen, he he he, he tweaked his hamstring a little bit in the game. I don't anticipate it being a big deal. Uh, you know, we don't really talk a lot about injuries and and so um you know, he he probably uh he probably didn't want to divulge any more information than he needed to. Okay. So it it was legit. He wasn't you know, he was tweaked during the game and it impacted his availability, but the conversation wasn't like, uh, I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about as far as my hamstring's concerned. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't privy to the conversation, so it'd be hard for me to really comment much on that. But, uh, you know, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, we'll obviously evaluate him as the week goes on. Okay. Greg Olson, your offensive coordinator, has a relationship with Josh Freeman. It was out there that you guys were interested in Josh Freeman. Not shocked by that whatsoever. He ends up signing with the Minnesota Vikings. How much did you talk with Freeman's agent, and what were the discussions about him coming to the Raiders and possibly being a starting quarterback for the Raiders? You know, really, I mean, I don't want to get into any of the, you know, uh, 
you know, anything that's out there on the on the Josh Freeman front. I mean, I, I'm more focused on the guys that we have in our locker room, the guys that we have on our football team, the quarterback that we have on our football team. I'm going to concern myself with those guys. I'm not going to concern myself with any of the, you know, rumors or anything anything like that that's uh, you know that's being discussed out in the in the media. Uh, your field goal kicking unit uh, nailed two off the dirt. Uh, what does that do? What What did you see from them? in terms of just their execution, and what does it do just to have that, that success? Well, first of all, I'd say this. I'd say, you know, kicking the 50-yarder off the dirt to give us a two-score lead in the game uh, was a huge play uh, in the football game. I thought uh, I thought those guys executed well. I thought Seabass kicked the ball well. I thought Marquette did a nice job of holding. And, again, I've said this all along, uh, the more that they work together, the more comfortable they're going to become with each other and the, and the better that operation is going to be. And uh, I thought we saw, you know, some of the improvement that, that they've uh, that they've been able to develop uh, as always saw some of the improvement last night coach next week Alex Smith Andy Reid and the Chiefs they're a whole different ball game this year undefeated what do you expect at Arrowhead well it's going to be a good football uh, team that we're going to play uh, you know we've always thought that uh, there were some talented players on that roster and uh, I think they've I think you know obviously coach Reed's one of the best coaches in the National Football League. He's done a great job with that football team. Uh, they play very well in all phases of the game. Uh, you know, offensively, I think uh, uh, they run the ball uh, very well. Alex Smith uh, is, is, uh, has done a very good job of distributing the football and not making the mistakes. And, you know, then obviously uh, they've got some talented receivers to throw the ball to. So uh, that'll be a challenge offensively, and I think they're one of the best defenses uh, you know, in the league right now. Coach, before I let you go, Mike McCoy, the new head coach for the Chargers, you guys were on the Broncos staff together. Uh, good friends. We've heard you vacation in the offseason. What's it like going up against your buddy, and what's it like beating him like that? Well, hey, listen, it's fun. It's fun to compete to compete against anybody, and it's fun to compete against your friends. And, uh, you know, we, we were both uh, doing everything we could to have our team ready to play and, and uh, for our team to win the football game. And, well, I mean, we're going to continue to be friends, but uh, we're going to continue to compete against each other as long as we're head coaching. Yeah, always good to beat your buddy. All right, Coach, next week you got the Chiefs. We'll talk to you next Monday on a Raiders Monday. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Coach. The Coach, Dennis Allen. Well, I might take a plane, might take a train. If I got to walk, I'm going to the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. The two and three Oakland Raiders travel to the Midwest to face the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in Missouri. That's what I'm saying. Yes, the Chiefs are hosting, and they are ready for some toasting, and that's what they're thinking. With their new quarterback, Alex Smith, and their new coaching staff, Andy Reid has revitalized the Kansas City Chiefs from a actually losing franchise to a one of victory pride and some pretty doggone good football. Now, I've always known the Chiefs were building a great cachet of players, They've done a good job in drafting throughout the last couple of years, but I just don't think the coaching staff had it together until now. And I think all these pieces are finally coming to uh, coming to fruition because I knew they had great players. They just weren't playing their 
to their potential. But now uh, the danger is obvious. The 5-0 and Chiefs are doing a pretty good job, but I don't think they're all that, certainly not as good as the Bronco Hoes. All that being said, I'm going to tell you one thing I feel. I think they're paper frickin' Tigers. I think they play well enough and balanced enough to win these games. They're not dominating anybody, really. They're good, don't get me wrong, but they gave the ball up twice to the Titans. That's not that good. They put up four field goals against the Titans. That's not getting touchdowns. Hey, look, they got great players. Jamal Charles ran for 145 against the Titans, but... Their defense on the run is not as good as ours, I don't believe. I think the Chiefs have a lot of momentum. I think they're playing at home. They're going to be pumped up. But I believe with all my heart that if we punch him in the face, if we kick him in the gut and punch him in the eye and take some blood right away, and take the wind out of their sails right away. Slap 10 on them. Slap 10 points on them. Sack Alex Smith three times. Get a turnover. If we could put them back on their heels, I believe for sure, man, that we can beat the Chiefs and we could beat the desire out of them in their own stadium. We've done it before. We did it to the Bronco Hose 54-14. The Raiders were dominant on both sides of the ball. They were able to run it, throw it, outstanding turnovers on defense, and the great play of special teams. They broke a franchise record scoring 59 points, including eight touchdowns, and Darren McFadden had four on his own. That is how we need to play this game because I truly believe that we can beat Kansas City at home. I have all the confidence in the world that if we play half as good as we played against the Chargers, we'll have a chance to beat these chumps. They got a lot of pride. They got a lot of momentum. But I just don't think they're that dominant of a team. I think we could go toe-to-toe with them. And I think if we pop them in the eye, they're going to be the first ones to freaking blink. I say we beat Kansas City at home. I say we beat them uh, pretty good. So uh, that's my prediction, man, because I think that's the only way we're going to be able to really win this game. It's not a game we do finesse. I think it's a game we got to go in there and just punch them in the face because that's what we got to do to deflate these guys, get them off their game, and I think we can win. We have the guys to do it. we got a good quarterback. He's solid. He's not making mistakes. He just got to keep this thing going, people. We can beat KC at home, and that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. All right, the it's bone. time for the bone line. I freaking love you guys and gals. Thanks for calling, man. We love it. Keep coming. Keep coming with it, man, because this is how we know the pulse of the Raider Nation. Don't forget to check out www.raidernationpodcast.com 
the place for your Raider news 24-7. I'm telling you. All right. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Check out the bone line. You got to get on it, man. If you got a feeling, then put it on the bone and let's hear it, partner. All right. Who is first on the bone line? Raider Daniel from SoCal, short but sweet. This is Daniel from the Raider Nation from Southern California, hoping on Puritan Valley. I'm just hoping the Raiders kick them Chargers ass. Go Raiders! Hell yeah, brother, and it happened. Best part about it. And next, my good and colorful brother from the Raider Nation, Raider Grant in Salem, Oregon, representing big time. Check him out. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Grant up here in Salem, Oregon. I just want to say, you know what? Bullets in San Diego, just like I said. And for all you fucking haters, priors to this shit, get off my dick. Other than that, let's go, Raiders. Let's finish out the second half and bring this home. Just win, baby. This is Raider Grant. That was an amazing first half, and I'm sure the Charger fan was totally bummed out. I love it. And next, we have my very good friend, Houston Raiders, Steve, a season ticket holder, if you can believe that, baby, a true Raider fan. He's at Molly's Pub. What's happening, brother? Hey, this is Houston Raiders, Steve. I'm up here at Molly's Pub. We got the whole bar up here. We're fucking Raiders after dark. <laughs> you guys are the best fans in the world right up here at Molly's tonight. We're cheering like our asses off. Go Raiders! I love you, my brothers and sisters. We'll talk to you next week. That's how people were rolling all across the country, no matter what the hell time it was. The Raider Nation was engaged in this game. And next we have Raider Sid, a.k.a. Desert Raider, and he really hates the Charger fan. I love this guy. What's up, brother? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Sid, a.k.a. Desert Raider. Nice win over the Chargers, the hated Chargers, the nutless, boltless Chargers. They went down, man. Uh, good job defense. Uh, didn't like the prevent defense at the end of the game that we were running. They just kind of was, they were cutting right through us. Our offense looked like shit in the second half. There's no way I can get around that. If Terrell Pryor doesn't make that, Third and 14, uh, first down conversion in the fourth quarter. Uh, we may have lost this game, but he, he came through in the clutch. Good for him. Janikowski did a miss, puts us up by 10 points, and they're scrambling. We got five turnovers, man. That's what you do. You put points on the board, and you get turnovers. All right, Raiders. Good fucking job. Let's go get fucking KC. Let's kick their ass in KC. Enough of this bullshit. All right, man. Raider Nation, this is Desert Raider 
out. I'm tired. I'm out. I'm tired. No doubt. I didn't get home till 1.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah, that was a late game. Well worth it, I am sure. And my good brother from Placer County, my friend, Raider Damien. I love this guy. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Damien up in Placer County. I got no fucking voice. It's 1.45 in the morning, just getting home from fucking the midnight fucking route at Oakland. Only one stat I want to talk about. I just want to talk about the fucking W. You know, we got that damn turnover, and when you get a turnover, what do you do? You go deep, and TP got Streeter, and he got him fucking good, and that set the tone. There was no way we were giving that one up. So, fucking go Raiders. Great game. Raider Nation came out loud and proud. I'm glad I was there for this one. You guys have a good night. Take care. I am out. Well, there you go, man. He said it very well. That's the game. What he said was everything. Great game. Great crowd. Uh, just a game not to miss for sure. Uh, they, yeah, the media was way off base on this one. What an exciting contest, brother. I know. Great. And next, my good brother, Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. It's been a while. But, man, I know he's out there. I know he's listening. What's happening, man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Randy coming out of Bakersfield. Hey, man, it's going in. And um, I want to say how proud I am of the, the Raiders that they played last night. It's awesome, man. This is a team that I, that I envisioned seeing playing all year, but... I don't know, man. Sometimes sometimes it looks like they don't want it enough. Sometimes they play like they want it. But regardless, it was it was a great effort, man. They fucking shut down Rivers pretty much in the first half. It was great, man. And, uh, you know, about having Freeman coming over to Oakland, I, I don't agree with it. I say we play out. Uh, prior, we got some backup quarterbacks, even though they're rookies. Hey, it's a rebuilding year. Fuck it, man. Let's see what. Let's just let it play out, man. See what. See what happens. We don't need fucking free, man. Save that money for next year for better players on our defense and our offensive line, man. Fuck that. Let's just play with what we got now, man. Let's see how it plays out. Hey, we ain't going to no Super Bowl, right? Let's just fucking play it out, man. See how it works. You know. But anyways. You know me, Raider Greg. I'm always positive, man. But anyways, um, Raider Nation, stay, stay true, stay proud. I'm out. That's right, man. You always are positive. And I tell you what, it's a refreshing, it's a good thing. I know you're positive now. I mean, we all are positive now. What a change. It's amazing. I know you're thinking the same thing. It's amazing. And next, we have Raider John. Out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. What is happening there in the East, brother? Hello there, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chan out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Man, I'm really enjoying this podcast. I enjoyed 
yesterday's game. We beat the hell out of those fucking Chargers. Show me your lightning bolts, you assholes. <laughs> I love it. And I heard today as it comes on my uh, new stream, they released Matt Flynn. Oh, I thought it was Flynn to win. No, it's Flynn. Bye-bye, baby. We got some draft picks for your lazy ass. Your, your, your spaghetti arm going arm. Get the fuck out of here. We don't need you. We got, we got prior. Anyways, Greg, man, keep up the good work. Looking forward to going to KC and giving them their first loss. Going there and seeing the, the what they call that thing, the Red Sea or the Red, what the fuck? I don't give a fuck what it is. We're going to kick some ass. All right, Greg, keep up the podcast going. Love the show, brother. Okay, I'm out. Well, thanks for the props on the show, brother. And as far as Matt Flynn goes, yeah, he wasn't a very good quarterback at all. But really, man, I got nothing to say, but thanks for the effort, man. He gave it his all. It's not like he came here to fuck us up. So uh, goodbye, Matt Flint. Sorry it didn't work out, brother. But it's a good thing they made uh, they made their mistake known and they took care of it. So the Raiders just left him go. Uh, but it's not because he, he tried to screw up, man. He's just not the guy. And so that is the way that is. And, yeah, we have to go into the sea of red and and really stun a lot of people, and I really think we can. I I think this team can do it. Uh, I'd love to see Vel Deer come back. I'd love to see Menelik Watson come back. I'd love to see some some guys come back from injuries that uh, that we could use. So uh, we'll see what what happens in the Sea of Red, brother. And next, my very good brother, Rated D. From the IE, what is happening, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is your boy, Raider D from the IE, chiming in. Man, I'm at work. I know there's a lot of noise in the background, but I couldn't hold it in no longer. I sit here thinking about uh, that ass whooping we put on the Chargers last night. And uh, my call is just to talk about Terrell Pryor and Al Davis. Last night we saw uh, uh, Al Davis' uh, last pick. And, man, that guy, he, he's going to be, I think, obviously the future of the, of, the, of, the, uh, of the franchise. But if he can stay healthy, man, I, I think he's going to lead us to Thomas uh, Lane. Raiders came out, and they just really played bully ball in San Diego Chargers. They beat Rivers' ass. They threw people around. They intercepted passes. Now, we haven't had interceptions all year. I think they had one. They uh, picked the fumbles. Fucking Charles Wilson, baby. Welcome back to Oakland. Young man, number 25. First pick, uh, uh, interception. He lays out for one in the end zone. He's a Hayden. And um, I wanted to talk about our quarterback, Clyde. Our boys put a foot in some punk-ass charges last night. I didn't call last week because... I didn't think there was any real reason to call last week. I think that um, everybody in, that I've seen online, on Facebook, uh, including the coaches who demoted his ass, um, agree that Max Flynn should not be quarterbacking the Oakland Raiders. I don't know if he should be quarterbacking in the NFL, but he damn sure should be quarterbacking for the Oakland Raiders. That being said, the guy we put on the field last night, this motherfucker is bad, y'all. He comes out, goes uh, the bottom, start the game. He outplayed Philip Phillips. He played a smart game. He threw uh, some some 
I mean, he made some highlights plays in his feet. He uh, is very hard to defend. People are trying to put a spy on him now. They're trying to uh, – linebackers are, are not covering people. So they have to stay at home the way he comes out at that field. And now he starts to exploit that by having the receivers do comeback routes, move with you, you know, and, and he's finding them. He's hitting them. He's throwing balls on the money, too. You know, a lot of the hits on him was just floating balls, this and that. He was floating the balls yesterday. He was throwing the balls, got floated last. Yesterday it was Phillip Rivers on bitch-ass balls. Baby, I'm happy. I'm happy. I think Al Davis did us a solid when he picked this kid up. That was his last uh, uh, present to us, the fans. And um, I, for one, I appreciate the hell out of it. Better nation to save the team. The IE and I'm out. Nice perspective, not only on the game, but of the Terrell Pryor linked Al Davis, last player he picked. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I didn't think he was going to do it, man. I thought it was another uh, Russell. Couldn't get the playbook. But, man, he's proven me wrong. I got to eat my words. You know. Um, so he's playing excellent ball and the kid's getting better every game. I mean, if he keeps going this way, we could go to the promised land with this young man. It's a good thing to see. We finally got someone to sit there and do the job at quarterback, man. It's been way too long, uh, for that position. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Joel calling from Maryland. The East is representing today. What's going on, my brother? The Raider caught in Maryland. What's up? Yeah, this is uh, Joel Collins from Maryland. I'm not sure if you saw the, the text and the, all the messages that came out today that we released Matt Flynn. Not sure if this is maybe Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen realizing the mistake that they made in bringing him in here considering his old coaches wouldn't even take him? Or is there, is there another issue there, you know, odd man out kind of thing with the, the receiver that just came back and we had to create a roster spot? Uh, just wondering what everybody else's take is on, on the situation. I uh, love what you guys are doing with the podcast. Look forward to it every week and my hour-long drive to work. And then again, when I go home from work, love listening to it. Uh, thanks. And keep up with doing what you're doing. Bye. First, we want to thank you for the props, man. It's good. We're uh, throwing out the entertainment, the news, man. We like doing this show. Randy and I have had a great time. Amazing fans we've met. And, well, we appreciate that. And as far as as uh, Flynn being cut, man, that's exactly what it is. It's a combination of making a roster spot, you know, not not finishing the season with him, knowing that he's not going to be the guy, release him now. I mean, it makes a statement. We made a mistake. Here's our mistake. It's over. We're all going to move on now. Terrell's our guy. And that's how it is. Uh, I think that was a very smart move. And it's good. It shows that we're, we can evolve and make changes. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, it's certainly not the biggest mistake we've ever made. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Florida. Colin from Miami. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, my name is Colin. Uh, dialing in to you guys from uh, Miami, Florida. And uh, I'll be taking the name of uh, Flo Raider. Uh, 
just got to give you guys a phone call. Um, number one, thank you guys for everything you guys do. Um, you know, for me, I've um, been here about Miami area about three years now, and uh, you know, moved from San Jose out here, and uh, you know, there's no coverage of the Raiders here. It's all Dolphins, and uh, you know, who, who gives a shit about them? Um, so I really appreciate what you guys do, and uh, just hearing all the other Raider. Uh, Raider fans from all over the country they get to call in and, and it's it's really a great thing um, you know the the podcast does so thank you guys uh, number one uh, number two gentlemen what a game man it was really nice to see that win against the Chargers that first half was brilliant beautiful um, you know nice to see some receivers show up Streeter looked nice um, uh, looked real nice um, you know so. Uh, I hope it keeps going. Um, and for me, I don't know. What I love. I don't know. I don't know. I hope. I hope the uh, athletics keep going. I love that infield dirt. I love that. Uh, you know, I love that we're the only team in the NFL that has that. And uh, you know, I, I, I just like that. You know, we don't have that new stadium. You know, but uh, but we have we have that infield dirt. It kind of just shows that we're we're still Raiders. We're still dirty. We're still gritty. We're still uh, you know. <laughs> that's just us, man. That's what I love it. Um, but reason reason I'm jacked up today, I wanted to give you a call let you know that um, I'm going to be in the building next week as we uh, um, put an end to the uh, undefeated uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm um, heading up to Arrowhead and meet up with a buddy of mine from Illinois. Um, so any other uh, Raider fans going to be out in the area? Uh, I know the night before the game, there's going to be a rally at McFadden's uh, Sports Bar in Kansas City. And then um, the Raider tailgate, my understanding is in lot N um, at the uh, at the game. So uh, let's show up, man. Let's, let's have a kick-ass time, celebrate our boys, and, uh, and can't win, baby. This is Flow Raider. I'm out. Thanks, boys. Later. Well, thanks for the props, man, and thanks for – Thanks for telling everybody about McFadden's because we partied there when we went to Kansas City, and it's a great place to go if you're a Raider fan. They show up big there. They represent big time. The Raider Nation in Kansas City's no joke. And trust me, when you're going into their house hearing this, Raiders all through echoing through their stadium, it is something to See, let me just say this too about the Kansas City fans. They're good people. They're very friendly. It's a very cool place. A lot of families. It's a great. It's a great place to see a game. Now, I hope we crush them, but it is a cool spot. Kansas City people take good care of us. Great barbecue. You have a good time out there because we did. Thanks for the call, brother. Well, Raider Nation, that just about fills it up for this show. Now, I know we could beat the Chiefs. I know if we kick him in the face and punch him in the nose, uh, we'd be able to win this game. So let's just hope our Raiders are dirty, mean, and nasty enough to do it. Uh, go Oakland Athletics. They're kicking the crap out of Detroit. Keep up the good work. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.